You're listening to the Go Ministries International Podcast, where you're going to hear the truth of the Word of God, wild, relevant, and powerful for your journey in today's world. Be of good cheer, for my presence is near than it's ever been before. Yes, you are in the last days, but know that I am bringing clarity in these last days. Where you're not only going to understand everything that I'm doing, but you're going to see it firsthand. For in this season, I am bringing a supernatural abundance of my power on a level that the natural has never experienced before. For I am depositing a supernatural sphere, a sphere of my presence that's about to change the world and the course that it is taking. My spirit is on its release valve. It is releasing itself to the world. And I am bringing clarity. I am bringing supernatural understanding. I am bringing my presence into new realms. And I'm attaching myself, I'm attaching myself to those that have stood and waited for this moment. Where they have prayed this presence in. They have prayed this time in. They have stood their ground in me. And because of that, I am moving to this degree, to this level. Ah, and there ain't no devil. There is no devil that can stop what I'm about to do. Father, we worship you. We magnify your name, Lord. Lord, we just thank you that in these days we're not discouraged, we're encouraged. <laughs> we thank you, Lord, that we have found a new place to stand in the midst of circumstances that we have never been introduced to before. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we follow the realm of your presence. We follow the realm of your promise. We, we, we follow the realm of your priorities, Lord. And we thank you that everything that you have called us to do will be fulfilled regardless of the outward circumstances, regardless of the outward situations. We thank you, Lord, that your word stands true. It trumps everything, Father. Regardless of what the enemy is doing, you are turning this for our good and your glory regardless. And we thank you for it. Praise you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bringing clarity, bringing clarity, bringing clarity. <laughs> glory to God, glory to God. You know, as believers, sometimes we just got to be careful. And this just came to me while we were worshiping that we never allow our personalities to dictate the presence of God. Because it's so easy to just fall into a category of what seems comfortable and we worship the Lord from that which is comfortable instead of that which is challenging. We want his presence to challenge every level of our lives because every time our 
spirit is challenged, guess what? We lose some level of the flesh that's been dictating our lives up to that point. But when we get into his presence, there's no more authority that that flesh has. Number one, it reveals it. And number two, it defeats it. Most defeats come through revelation or come through revealing. We just didn't realize that we were just doing it. And once we realized we were doing it and what we were doing was wrong, guess what? The Holy Spirit corrects it. And we guess what? We start doing what is right. Amen. You know, I, I, I saw a, a quote this morning and, in, and it said, uh, humility is not being right. Humility is doing what is right. Humility is not being right. Humility is doing what is right. And I just thank God for us just, you know, at this moment, I, I, I am so honored and blessed to be in such a situation right now. I mean, in my lifetime, I've never been under this type of duress nationally or worldwide. We've never been hit by a plague. We've never been hit by an epidemic or a pandemic. But guess what? Jesus has. He went to the cross with every pandemic on his body. He carried all of this to the cross. And he said, don't forget what I carried so you don't have to. Sometimes we just, we, we re reverse the journey from the post to the cross. We forget what Jesus did, the finality of his authority that was accomplished in that time. And sometimes we just get comfortable hearing the words of man instead of the, hearing the words of God. That's why yesterday I wanted to post, I said, you know what, it's time to quit listening to the news and start listening to the voice of God. We gotta quit hearing all these voices that are trying to defeat faith. It's all, all it is, is trying to defeat peace. It's trying to defeat joy. It's trying to alter the way the life of God responds to life. I mean, it's trying to, 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 to remove hugs. It's trying to remove relationships. It's trying to re remove gatherings. Come on. The big picture is not the sickness. It's the division because a sickness has already been defeated, but division hasn't. Sickness has been defeated, but division hasn't. Long as there's a devil, there's going to be division, but the devil has no authority over the sickness because Jesus took all that. So the virus is under the authority of Jesus Christ. So if you're allowing the voice of this virus, this, this COVID-19 to dictate your actions, then guess what? You've just allowed the enemy to become Lord of your life through fear. Come on. We got to release the power of God's word again. Amen. And, and, and I was thinking about this morning, I was thinking about coming here and sharing and and the thing that really came to my heart while I was thinking about chapel was this. And I, I went back to the book of Acts because this book really is the stimulation 
of humanity connected to the supernatural. It really is. The book of Acts, Jesus in the, in the gospels, it was an introductory. But then the book of Acts became the fulfillment of everything that he introduced us to. And then, you know, in, 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 in that one chapter, or let's just say two chapters, but especially the first one, when Jesus had been here 40 days and he was trying to, you know, he was trying to gather the disciples back to some level of understanding what his kingdom system was about to be run by. It was about to be run by a supernatural agenda, not a natural agenda. And up to this point, they have followed Jesus from the natural perspectives, judging and viewing things from a proper relationship. They didn't have a proper relationship with the supernatural. And what they did have was all in Jesus. It wasn't in them. It was all in Jesus. As long as Jesus was there, they believed in the supernatural. But when he wasn't there, there was doubt and fear and calamity and confusion. But Jesus said, what, I'm, what I am, I'm about to give to everyone. Ha <laughs> ha! What I am, I'm about to give to everyone. And you're gonna love it. And your children are gonna love it. Maybe a little radical right now, but it, your children are gonna love it. Generations are gonna love it. I don't care if you're a millennial. I don't care if you're a Gen Z. I don't care what, you know, what generation you are. You're gonna love this supernatural place because it's not a resting place for the power of darkness. It's only a resting place for the power of light. It disrupts every agenda that the natural tries to dictate into our ideas. Glory to God. So Jesus is bringing the disciples to a point, you know, because he knows this is going to be devastating. I mean, or he, they already showed it. When he died, <laughs> you know, they all went into, you know, hiding. You know, fear had overcome them. So he's, he's, you know, he's having to take 40 days to kind of, you know, bring everybody back together. You know, this whole time during this virus thing, you know, it's almost like we're trying to keep everybody just, you know, in some level of hope because you got this and you got that and you're hearing this. As long as I got this, I'm not losing hope because every virus will come and go, but this Bible will stay forever. This book will stay forever. This promise will stay forever. This authority will stay forever. This word will stay forever. He is not the king. He's the king of kings. He's not just Lord. He's the Lord of lords. He's the Lord over the virus. He's the Lord of the over the circumstance. He's the Lord over the situation. And he was trying to deposit that. I like your word, navigate. He was trying to navigate the disciples into a place so that when they got into the upper room, it wasn't going to blow their theory about life in Christ. And so Jesus is finally giving his last farewell speech. You know, going to all the world to preach the gospel. Those that believe shall be saved. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He's giving them a pre-promised idea of what is about to take place 
once they fall into the category of the supernatural authority of Christ. But they're still memorized, they're, they're still mesmerized by what he did more than they were of who he was. Now, come on. I'm not mesmerized by Kenneth Copeland because of who he is. I'm mesmerized by Kenneth Copeland because of what he does. Come on. He is just a man, but with God, he's a man of God. Are you catching this? And so the disciples, you know, they're all, and finally Jesus said, okay, the time has come. I'm out of here, guys. We got a new agenda. God's got something new. He's going to hit planet Earth. It's going to change everything from this moment on. And you're going to love it. Jesus ascends. Holy Spirit descends. And then Peter, all of a sudden, you know, that Jesus is, the Bible says that, you know, the angel had to come in verse 9 of chapter 1. And the angel said, why don't you just stand here gazing at this? I mean, how many times have we got into a place where we're just gazing at the situation? Gazing means to be mesmerized. Gazing means to, to look, you know, to watch. And, and he says, the angel said, why are you gazing like this? I mean, it's like my translation of that is, here's the angel. Peter, why are you looking at Jesus like a cow at a new gate? You know, why are you looking at Jesus like a deer in headlamps? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're seeing him leave. And so as he's leaving, they think everything else is leaving. But then he remembered, he says, you guys go. They were part of the 500. And he says, you guys go to this upper room because God's, the Father's about to deposit a new presence on planet Earth through the Holy Spirit, the third of the Godhead. And he's going to take new levels of authority and bring them to you. And all of a sudden, the natural will become supernatural. The natural will now become supernatural. So they do that, Mo and, and Moses. All of a sudden, Peter goes, as the angel, angels, well, it says two angels. Two angels came and said, why are you looking and gazing at Christ? Don't you realize he's coming back? In the meantime, you got a job to do. We got a virus, but in the meantime, we got a job to do. We got a situation here, but in the meantime, we got a job to do. That's why the word says you occupy until he comes. Yeah, we're looking for him to come, but we occupy until he comes. We got a virus, but we're going to occupy regardless of the occupy, uh, uh, regardless of the virus until he comes. What do we do in this virus time to occupy? We stay in faith. I said, we stay in faith. We journey through this. We navigate through this through faith. Come on. Wash your hands when you need to wash your hands. You know, but I, 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 I said this the other day on one of my posts. I said the six-foot rule was defeated by the nine-inch nails. The six-foot rule was defeated by the nine-inch nails. Jesus defeated all of this. Come on, guys. The only hope the devil has because he has no authority. His only hope in messing up the system of God is through fear. 
That's the only thing he has left. Jesus defeated everything, took the keys of every area from the devil. You're no longer in charge. My children are. Ha, 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 ha. That when a child of God looks into the Word of God and sees the Son of God, he or she is changed by the Spirit of God and the image of God for the glory of God. They got this covered. I'm taking these keys. But there was one key that he didn't quite remove, and that was the key of fear. But he did give us the key of faith. And he says that faith will defeat fear. What defeats fear? Faith. Trust. We sang the song, trust. Come on. I was watching a movie last night called Greater. Man, don't watch that movie. I hate movies where it's a true movie. Not a football player for Arkansas. Kind of looked like him. Really. And he was killed in a car crash, but the whole story was about him and at the very end, you know, his brother, his older brother had lost faith. But in the football field at his funeral, this young man's funeral, he was 19 years old. He had just signed a contract to go with New England Patriots in the NFL draft. And he was killed in a car crash. His brother lost all hope, lost all faith. His brother was 20 years older than him. Is that possible? Yeah. I'm 18 years older than my sister. But it said at the very end, he lost all hope. And in fact, in this movie, there's this old man who's the devil. And he's trying to speak to him. Why trust God? It's just a farce. And as he walks away, and he's walking, he, he's going back to where the funeral is. And he looks in the football field and he didn't realize, but all these foot football players had brought all these flowers in, in the, in the, on the football field, flowers all together, spelt, we still trust. We still trust. Faith challenges fear for an explanation. Faith challenges fear. This is why faith works so good, because it challenges fear to explain itself, and fear can't. Fear can't explain it, because it's an emotional system. It's not a spiritual system. It's an emotional system. And so faith will challenge fear to explain itself, and it can't. So it has to work through emotions until the explanations finally, until you want an explanation finally leaves. And then that's where doubt and unbelief come from. Doubt and unbelief comes from fear unexplained. Come on. So here's the disciples, man. They're going, all right, let's get into the upper room. Peter finally says, come on, guys. I love what he says in the Amplified. They went into the upper room indefinitely. They went into the upper room indefinitely. That means they had now got to a place woo, that their gaze was about to change. And all of a sudden, Peter goes, okay, guys, we're going in the room. And there they began to pray. And out of that prayer, guess what happened? The rest is history. The Holy Spirit came and life 
as they knew it to that point changed. It, it didn't change to this level even when Jesus was on earth. Thanks for tuning in to the Go Ministries International Podcast. For more information, go to goministries.net and follow us on social media to get more content like this straight to your phone. Remember, no matter what you've done or where you're at in life, you're lovable, valuable, capable, and redeemable.